Welcome to episode 10 of the Pregactive Podcast, where we talk about postnatal depletion and why baby brain is a real thing. I'm Karen with the founder of Pregactive, and through this Pregactive Podcast, I'm going to help you feel empowered, informed, and confident through your pregnancy and motherhood journey as we talk all things health, mind, and fitness. I'm very excited to have Angie Hill with us today, who is going to talk with us about postnatal depletion and baby brain because it is a real thing. And I think that this is such an important topic to talk about and I'm so grateful to have Angie with us. As a mother to a gorgeous three-year-old herself, Angie uses her health and science knowledge to help other mothers through this journey of motherhood. So thanks for coming along, Angie. And before we get into the topic of postnatal depletion, first, tell us a little bit about you. Thank you for having me, Karen. So exciting. Um, As you said, my background is in health science. I've been working in the field um, for over the past 13 years, and I particularly love women's health, being a woman myself. And since I've become a mother, um, I've also decided to embark on postpartum speaking, um, where I focus 100% on the mums, and I'm also a mum to a Western, a little three-year-old boy, which is my biggest achievement. So why are you so passionate about this topic? Why? Great question. Um, I clearly remember this day like it was yesterday. It was summer, um, the sun was out, the trees outside my house were green, and I was sitting on a couch breastfeeding my baby, um, looking out the window, wondering, why am I feeling like this? What is going on with me? And for the first time in a long time, I I was lost for words, which doesn't happen to me very often. And I was just unable to express what this meant um, because there was so much going on all at once. And I just felt overwhelmed and exhausted. Um, You see, before birth, I felt my body was really strong and healthy. Um, I was doing weightlifting and was able to lift my own body weight. And um, I was the healthiest I had ever been. And then after birth, I felt so different. My body felt like it wasn't mine anymore. Um, The puzzling part was we had a great birth experience and an outcome we wanted. But we um, I did end up with a third degree tear, which um, left me feeling really weak. And um, I could not even get out of bed properly to go to the bathroom. And I could not go for walks with my newborn baby, which I so longed for just to get out of the house, get some fresh air. So my husband always had to come on these walks with me and he had to carry Western because um, even three kilos was too much for me. So I just felt like my body let me down when I needed it most. And um, yeah, on top of that, I breastfeeding wasn't um, easy. It was a huge learning curve, which no one prepared me for. And my breast felt sore. 
And um, there were a whole lot of other physical symptoms, hair loss, um, you know, having bald patches on my head at the back of my head, which I didn't know about until I went to a hairdresser. And he said, oh, have you seen this? <laughs> Pointed at the mirror and I freaked out. Um, so I just felt like my body was very different postpartum. And then there was my brain. <laughs> um, you see, before birth, I felt very capable. I was leading a whole team of people at work. Um, I was known to remember every stranger's name. And if I saw them at the shops, I would greet them with their name. Um, I had this clarity of thought and making decisions was easy. But after birth, I felt foggy and mushy. And I remember when I was at the hospital, after giving birth and someone asked me what my baby's name was and I gave them a blank face. <laughs> yeah, I could not remember my baby's name for a few seconds. Wow. Yeah. And then one day I had to go to the shops to buy two things with Western and I thought, surely I don't need to write a note, <laughs> posted note for what to buy. And I get to the shops and I stare at those aisles and I'm like, I have no idea why I'm here. <laughs> amazing right <laughs> and so that was my brain and then my emotions you know before birth I felt I was quite a steady person of course you know like everyone I have my ups and downs but I felt I was reasonably steady and happy but after birth I felt this intensity of my emotions um just that responsibility of looking after a newborn um baby um as well as my own needs and this relentlessness of you know, the 24 hours around the clock with days not starting and nights not ending, just mm. on and on and on. And I thought, how long will this go for? You know, it's just so intense. And also I was feeling an emotion of ambivalence, um, which is, you know, you want to be with your baby, with Weston a lot. Like I was craving his company so much, but at the same time, I also wanted my own company and it's this push and pull. Like you don't know which way you're going to go and you feel like you're going to split yourself in half. So, um, you know, by feeling this ambivalence that made me feel guilty as well. So, you know, one thing sort of leads to another and I knew I wanted to feel different. I wanted to feel good and strong in my body. Again, I wanted to feel like it belonged to me. And I wanted to be able to go for long walks with Western and enjoy nature. But I also wanted to understand my emotions, why I was feeling this way and make sense of my brain and, you know, have my memory back. Thank you very much. So, um, you know, as we do, mums, we have our phones. So I decided to ask Dr. Google a few questions and I found bits and pieces online, but not not much, few gold nuggets. Um, I simply typed why mum's feeling the way they do because <laughs> I could not describe it. Um, but then one day I was on Instagram and I saw this post that mentioned postpartum training for health professionals. And my my eyes just lit up and I just had to check it out. And within five minutes, I knew straight away I had to do this training just to make sense of my own journey. But then I thought maybe if I could understand it for myself, I could then share it with others. So the rest is history. I decided to, to study this course. It completely changed my life. 
And it, what it made me realize is that my experience was normal. Um, I wasn't depressed um, because, and I already knew that being in the science, I knew that my signs and symptoms went depression, but they just felt different to my normal me. Um, and I also realized that I wasn't broken, that I did not need fixing. So I um, started speaking to lots and lots of women and I realized that this theme was universal. So although details can vary, um, the changes we go through when we become mothers are the same. And um, the epiphany I had is that becoming a mother is like a birth of its own, um, a huge change on every level, on physical, emotional, hormonal and neurological and no mom should go through this on her own. So mums need two things. They need a space where they can feel seen and heard, um, where they can be acknowledged what they're going through without being advised to and told what to do or how they should feel. And they also need a space where they can see and hear so they can learn about their new identity and make sense of who they are now. And um, I realized that when mums have this space, then joy comes out of it, this immense deep joy. And that's my purpose, to, to bring that joy to mums. So I decided to create this space for mums where they can feel seen and heard and where they can see and hear. So amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. So postnatal depletion, what is it? And what are some signs that women can pick up on to tell if they have it? Mm -hmm. um, so postnatal depletion is a huge topic. Um, to put it simply, it's a common phenomenon of fatigue and exhaustion combined with a feeling of a baby brain. And Dr. Oscar Saralag, um, who is Australian, he does an amazing job of unpacking postnatal depletion. Um, but today I really want to focus on one area we don't hear much about and that's also very misunderstood and that is the baby brain. So what actually is baby brain? So baby brain is a term that encompasses the symptoms of poor concentration, poor memory and emotional liability. It sounds really good, doesn't it? <laughs> um, it's like, where can I get more of this yeah. baby brain, please? Um, women often describe it. They feel like they have low cognition. They can feel ditzy and clumsy and forgetful and emotional. And some women sadly even say, you know, I feel stupid and foggy. Um, so who on earth would want baby brain, right? But I'm excited because I want to give you a different take on this and why it is the best thing it can happen to you as a new mum. So what are then some common misconceptions about baby brain? Because I know I'm forgetting things yeah. in pregnancy and, uh, you know, a lot of our mums say, well, it doesn't go away, there's baby brain. Yeah. So what are some yeah, misconceptions? Sure. The first one is that baby brain is a myth, that it does not exist. Um, that's really sad because it undermines the experience we go through. Um, computer algorithm can actually um, detect with 100% accuracy if a, woman, if a woman is pregnant just from an MRI scan. So we can see it's real. Baby brain is real. Just like when you break your arm and you get an x-ray, you can see broken um, bone. Um, it's the same thing with the brain. You can see changes happening. Um, so it's very much 
real. Mm. And the second change, or the second misconception is that baby brain is silly. Um, I want to say baby brain is so sophisticated and smart. It is the nature's blueprint for baby and mother's well-being, and we'll go into it why that's the case so amazing i feel like <laughs> every mother listening to this right now is going good yeah <laughs> totally i feel like there was no purpose to this but we're going to get right into that so yes. that leads me to my next question so what is the science behind baby brain are there actual changes that happen to the brain Absolutely. So the two big changes, one is the increase in neuroplasticity. So that's a bit of a buzzword these days. Um, What it essentially means is that the brain is open to learning. And this is very exciting because the brain is actually, your very own brain is preparing you for motherhood, for learning new skills that you may not have had before or needed before. Um, And new brain cells and pathways are forming this amazing connections um, preparing you for your new role for your new job and just like babies brains are highly plastic and they go through rapid developmental changes well mothers are exactly the same Um, we go through these changes as well so the analogy I'd like to use is um, it's a little bit like office decluttering just picture you open every single drawer (laughs) in your office and you take everything out and put it on the ground. Um, You clear all your space and then you look at the room and it's just one big mess, right? And then slowly, bit by bit, you start sorting it out and getting rid of what you don't need and um, allocating new space for what you do need. And this process can feel very overwhelming, exhausting and uncomfortable, but you end up with this awesome clean organized room and that's exactly what happens to the brain Um, when the brain goes through these huge changes um, it feels uncomfortable and foggy and overwhelming but you end up with a better brain as a result awesome yay (laughs) (laughs) that's a win yes and the second change is um, it's increased in this beautiful hormone called oxytocin so we've all heard of it it means love um it's um it also means quick birth but it's you know it's not just for birth it's actually for life if we did not have oxytocin we would not have communities and friendships and um and connections so we really do need it but it's important to understand what oxytocin feels like and it is that gooey mushy feeling living in the moment it's being emotional also having more empathy and being able to pick up on nonverbal cues which is very important when you have a newborn baby because they don't use words um but they do let you know what they need so baby brain very much prepares you for looking after your baby in the best possible way Um, which means that other skills have to go to the side for a little bit because they're not just as important and I guess that brings me to the fact that well this is good so baby brain is important yes absolutely (laughs) but it doesn't necessarily make that that feeling of fogginess feel any better Mm -hmm. it is really important for women to feel supported in this time yes that's right absolutely so just by simply understanding why we feel the way it is we can already feel better even though our feelings don't change um but just by 
understanding them, mm. it shifts. Yeah, definitely. It shifts um, something in our emotions. And what mothers need most during this time is loving, supportive community or the village, um, tribe, whatever you like to call it. Um, it's very much a safe space place where you can share your feelings and emotions without feeling judged um and where you can um, feel heard and you feel like you know I'm not going crazy <laughs> someone is there for me to to hear me and and get me so no there's no better place than for mothers to share with um, like-minded mothers um that understand this journey and that's the thing with our society isn't it is that there's this this should, you should feel this way, Mm -hmm. this should happen. And it does leave a lot of mums feeling like, well, what's wrong with me? Um, Absolutely. And I guess that's the thing, this mum guilt Mm. starts to begin as, oh, well, I'm not feeling like I used to. Mm -hmm. Nobody actually mentioned anything about this. And if they haven't listened yet to this podcast and aren't sure that, this is actually a purposeful mm-hmm. thing, you know, then there's this feeling of lust. So yes, what what happens for those women? Like what could you say to, to help with that sort of feeling? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to tell or say to every mum listening right now um, and affirm her to say you, you're not broken, mm. just like I'm not broken when I was going through all these changes um I want you to know that you're amazing and your brain is doing exactly what it's supposed to um but you can't do this motherhood gig on your own and you need to be supported during this transition and I want you to make yourself a promise that you will find that support so I want to ask moms who are listening right now um on the scale of one to ten if zero is no support and ten is amazing support where would you say you sit? How much support are you getting? You know, and if it's um, if it's two or three or four um, on the scale, then we need more support than that. Because just like when we birth our babies, we have support around us. We have a team of people looking after us. It's the same when we um, go through our own birth, internal birth of our own identity. We we need that just as much. Um, so it's so important and it's why I love what you do Karen because through through your um, exercises you do so much more than just exercises for mums you offer community as well and I'm a huge fan of what you do because it's a space where women can come and and be as well and I think that is so right yeah (laughs) I think that is the exact reason I started the pre-active community was because I was sick of women feeling isolated Mm -hmm. and you know I'll have these mothers who um you know just call me up and they haven't become part of the community Mm. yet and they're they're unsure and it's so important that I reassure them that they're okay and they're accepted and they're welcomed Mm -hmm. and every mother should feel like that wherever she goes yes and unfortunately that's not always the case very true and I think the more the mum hears from different places that she's okay Mm. the more she will start to believe it um to believe that story and really own the motherhood experience whatever it is because you know as I said the details vary but the changes 
a universe for every single mom. So we we need to support and love this mom as much as possible, which That's is what right. you and I are all about. Yeah, definitely. And I think that connection with other mothers mm-hmm. going through the same thing is is unique because yes. you may have your friends and your family mm. around you, which is fantastic. Yes. But if you can't relate, then it, it makes it hard yeah. as well. Absolutely. And also not everyone can talk to their friends about mm. these things because sometimes the environment's just not right. You might be in a coffee shop and you already feel like you've got your hands full trying to look after your baby and have an adult conversation and you just, you know, it's just not quite the right space where you can share deep stuff. Or you might have parents that, you know, they just don't quite get it Mm -hmm. and they just want to fix you (laughs) and they just want to give you advice whereas all you need is a space um, to be heard it is funny isn't it that whole how are you going question yes (laughs) because the the there's two ends of it there's Mm. I'm good yeah um and then there's I'm not good and the I'm not good (laughs) can turn you know people then start to panic it's Mm. like well the normal response is I'm good so Mm. why why what's wrong yes (laughs) and it's like well nothing's wrong it's just I'm not feeling amazing like out of my scale one to ten right now how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. it's not a ten it's not even an eight right and and that's important to know that don't judge and Mm -hmm. don't be you know thinking that everything needs to be fixed absolutely I think what you said just creating that space for them to um be able to talk and and let it go and Mm. and um explain how they're feeling Mm. and even silence just to sit in someone's presence knowing that they're there for you without much needed to be said is sometimes very beautiful you know when you're out and going for a walk and you're just in each other's presence and then you know deeper conversation can come out of it as well but you're right people often freak out when (laughs) they hear oh I'm not okay and we go into that fixing mode Mm. um yeah it's very very true people don't know how to handle it so yeah yeah which is why it's important what we do you and I definitely yeah and what I love is this gift that you have and I'm so excited (laughs) I love it I I, I've been gifted this gift and um we're about to send it across to anybody listening that that wants this yes give us an understanding of what I'm talking about sure so I decided to create this beautiful pdf gift called angie's essential bioside basket um based on my own mothering experience you know when you sit on the couch or on a chair for hours and hours feeding your baby on and off and there's just essential things that you need at your fingertips straight away and you know they're around the house but they're just not in one place waiting for you and so i decided to put this beautiful checklist together for mums um so they can and mums to be as well so they can um, just put it all together into a little basket um, and it's beautiful. It can sit by your couch or your feeding chair and then you can feel nurtured as you nurture your baby. So Karen, you can tell us more where to find it. Yes. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be putting a link into our show notes for this uh, episode at pregactive.com forward slash podcast. So make sure that you go check it out because I've put my now basket together because awesome. I think 
that um, all of the things that you've listed are some of them almost feel like it's a um, you know a luxury or the, not that they're expensive no, at all, no. but it's like oh I would not have even thought about that That's as right. being this self care yes. item. But it's so funny because now that I have them, mm-hmm. I feel so good, good about it. And I think that it is, it is that step because we really, really need to focus on us as the mother mm-hmm. and not always focusing just on the baby. That's right. So as you nurture your baby, you need to be nurtured too. And this little basket provides you that opportunity to do both things at the same time and feel, feel loved as you, as you love. Thank you so much for coming on board and giving us such insight into baby brain and postnatal depletion. It's been my pleasure, Karen. What a great interview with Angie. So much information and really nutting down about postnatal depletion and about baby brain. Now, if you're wanting that free gift, head over to our show notes at pregactive.com forward slash podcasts and you'll see it in the show notes for this episode thanks for listening to the pregactive podcast we love hearing from you so leave us a comment or request a future podcast when you head over to the show notes at pregactive.com if you enjoyed this podcast share it with a friend because the more the merrier until next time